You're listening to the Rundown from Annenberg Media. It's Friday, February 21st, 2020. I'm Yuki Liang. When Executive Order 9066 was signed 78 years ago, it forced Japanese Americans on the West Coast into internment camps and USC students were among those who were detained. Stay tuned after the briefing and we'll tell you all about it. USC President Carol Fold announced a new plan to offer free tuition to more families of incoming students. Jae Won Jung tells us more. USC President Carol Fold makes a major announcement this morning. USC will now offer free tuition for qualifying students. This new initiative is an effort to expand financial aid packages for need-based students. Undergraduate students whose family's annual income is $80,000 or below will not have to spend a single penny on their college fees. In an interview, USC President Carol Folt told Annenberg Media, I really believe, as I know our university does, that we're committed to making sure that the students that are able to attend here can do it independent of their background or ability to pay. This plan will cost the university an additional $30 million. The president wrote in her announcement that she wants to reduce the cost of education for all. Already, criticisms of her plan have arisen. It excludes international and transfer students and only applies to incoming first-year undergraduate students. For Annenberg Media, I'm Jaywon Jung. The current cost of tuition at USC is $57,256 for the school year. This new financial aid initiative will begin this fall. Now, we have some sad news from the USC community. At least three of the nine student deaths last semester at USC were caused by accidental fentanyl overdoses, according to a CBS investigation. This confirms what Annenberg Media had already reported late last year about the death. CBS obtained autopsy reports for seven of the students who passed away last semester. Three reports told us the cause of death of the other four students. Three died from suicide and one student was killed on the 110 freeway. The cause of death for the other two students is still not publicly known. Annenberg Media spoke with USC Chief Health Officer Sarah Van Orman about the news. What we've really been working on with the students since the deaths and then at moving forward is just a lot of education, a lot of education about the risks associated with illegal drug use, as well as education about the availability of resources. USC responded to CBS in a statement, which read in part, Our sympathy goes out to the families and friends who are mourning loved ones. The university also mentioned some of the new mental health initiatives recently opened on campus. That includes a new floor for mental health services that opened last November at the Inkerman Student Health Center. Annenberg Media will continue bringing you the latest on this issue. USC may be known for its cardinal and gold, but this spring, the campus is going green. Julia Barton has more on the campus' latest push for sustainability. USG and Auxiliary Services are bringing composting to campus. Their goal is to get students interested in a more sustainable lifestyle. Students have expressed interest in helping the environment. The hope with the composting initiative is that it will be so easy for students that they'll adapt to it quickly and start composting without thinking twice about it. 
Bins will be located in residential halls right next to trash cans. Students already take out their trash, so the hope is that composting will be just as simple. Students don't have to go out of their way, don't need to work harder to make a really, really big difference. That's Isabella Caltabiano, USC's Director of Sustainability Affairs. Students have been really eager and looking for a way to make change, and by providing these compost bins in accessible locations, it just makes it much simpler for the everyday USC student to do their part. Caltabiano says that another way they are working to take the hassle out of composting is by putting directions right in students' rooms. USG is providing refrigerator magnets that outline what is composted versus recycled versus thrown out. For Annenberg Media, I'm Julia Barton. Now, let's take a look at what's going on on campus. Midterm season is beginning. If you find yourself stressing out about all the schoolwork and exams, the Angman Student Health Center is here to help. They are offering a workshop on Thursday, February 27th from 4 to 5 p.m. to talk more about anxiety and how to better understand and manage it. The workshop will also help you delve into understanding panic attacks. To register, go to the USC Student Health website. Hey, Trojans! Join the third annual USC Asian Pacific Film Fest on Saturday, February 22nd from 1.50 p.m. to 6.00 p.m. at the USC School of Cinematic Arts Race Dark Theater. The festival will kick off with a panel discussion featuring prominent members of the film industry who will also serve as a jury for the festival. In the past, the jury has featured actress Tamlin Tamita and Crazy Rich Asians director John Chu. After the panel discussion, there will be a screening of short films as well as an after-screening reception. Current USC students can attend for free with a valid ID. Now, it's time for Children's House. There is no blinking at the fact that our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. That's President Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1941, the day after Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. The president asked Congress to declare war on Japan, and in February of 1942, he signed Executive Order 9066, which forced Japanese-American citizens on the West Coast into internment camps. 121 of those detained Nisei, or second-generation citizens, were students at USC. Setsuko Matsunaga Nishi was one of them. When the orders did come down, I can remember my father picking us up and taking us home. That's from an interview Miss Nishi gave to the University of Massachusetts in 2011. She's since passed away, but in February of 1942, she was just a junior at USC. Well, when the war began, The uh, President von Kleinschmidt would call an assembly, and he said that uh, on this campus we will respect and treat with decency all of our, uh, our Japanese students. So that was quite a nice thing. Later that month, she and her family were forcefully relocated to the Santa Anita Detention Center. Uh, and we were assigned a room about no bigger than this for the six of us. So we had the, those army cots lined up 
side by side. Being forced out of her education was especially crushing to her parents and other first generation, or Issei, Japanese Americans. To that generation, going to school was one of the most important things. That's Tim Yuge, who works at the Annenberg School. That's why they worked hard, at, whether it be, be housekeeping, um, doing menial labor, working the farms. Uh, that's what they needed to do because they wanted to make sure their families went to school. Yuga's uncle, Hitoshi Sagashima, was also a USC student who was interned during World War II. It's one of those things that uh, the Japanese, Iseis and Niseis, the Japanese word is shikataganai. It's like, it just can't be helped, so they accepted it. In 2012, more than 70 years after his internment, USC awarded an honorary degree to Mr. Sagashima. I know that he was very proud that he was able to at least get something from USC. Honorary degrees were also awarded to Miss Nishi and nine other Nisei students. For Annenberg Media, I'm Evan Jacoby. That's it for this Friday, February 21st, 2020. If you're looking for more news, be sure to download Annie, Annenberg's news app. Tune in next Friday. I'm Yuki Liang.